This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, goodbye, hello, depending where you are in the world, welcome along, this is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die, and it's the Sloppy Second Show, and I'm not just saying that because Kate's on, uh, we've just done obviously the um, the draw for the FA Cup um, quarterfinals, which, sorry Craig, you're not in, uh, and we've got, if you don't know, Chelsea or Leeds away, uh, Chelsea, of course, who we have got history with in the FA Cup and Leeds, who we've got history with in the league. Uh, so I want to say a really, really 
Hello and a special good evening to all those Leeds fans that I'm sure are in. Uh, I do love the fact, I don't know if anybody saw, um, or if you haven't checked it yet, go to the bbc.com forward slash LCFC. Thank you, Kate. Better late than never. Um, and check out my Tuesday. <laughs> yes, twice. No, it's only just the one, not the two. Um, uh, you've put me off now. Uh, my, my fan views uh, when I have a little dig at Chelsea and Coventry. And I love the fact that I put it up on Twitter and I got all these Leeds fans. Oh, you're still going on. It's five days and you're still going on about it. Well, A, guys, I had to write it by Sunday. Um, and B, it's not my fault they publish it on Tuesday. Uh, so the funny thing is, though, Leeds fans, you're still on a Leicester City site five days afterwards. Now, who's sadder, me for still going on about it or you for still coming on an opposition view and, A, being surprised that the presenter of that Leicester City channel is a Leicester City fan? But, hey, we're talking about Yorkshire, aren't we? Um, look, if you want to know, I went to the match last night, what a performance. We're going to be talking about it in a second. Um, I was going to do a match day vlog. My God, are they a pain in the arse to do. Uh, I did not enjoy the game as much, basically, because every time Leicester attacked, I was trying to get my phone out in case we scored. So I didn't enjoy it at all. So I'm not uh, I'm not uploading the match day vlog. But if you want to get over to my TikTok channel, which you can just see in the corner. Oh, God. There. Go into that bottom corner. It's the black one. Uh, follow me on TikTok and you'll see various clips of, um, well, the game, to be honest with you. Um, if there are any Bournemouth fans in the chat, can I just say, don't want to disturb you. It was very quiet last night. And I know you were probably having a little doze, but um, to, to you know, if we could have heard you sing at all, it would have just created a bit of atmosphere. And again, if you go onto the TikTok and check, you will see that at one point, Leicester City had... Um, our fans were split into two sides and you'd got the right-hand side singing to the left-hand side, singing back at the right-hand side, who was singing to the left-hand side. That's how bored we were with Bournemouth not coming in. <laughs> He's going to get his own back on me when he comes in. Uh, this is um, the Bournemouth nil Leicester City 1 FA Cup fifth round review. We'll be joined by Kate and Craig straight after this. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. Leicester Till I Die TV, home of the FA Cup winners. And uh, indeed, welcome along to everybody. Nate, uh, heard a familiar voice on the BBC. Uh, Radio Leicester. I haven't listened to it yet. I need to listen to that. I've got the link. I will go and do. I will go. I will lay in my bed tonight and listen to your sultry voice, Kate. <laughs> That'll be the last time you do that. I'll tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too much. Thanks, so, Craig, mate. Appreciate that. <laughs> Greg, welcome along. Thanks so much for coming on, mate. Up the clarets in all departments is your channel. The link's in the description below. Up the clarets. That's the second time what? I've said that. Well, do you know what? Do you know why? Why you might have said that? Because of course we're playing Burnley this weekend, and I you bet are. you've just gone on there and had a look. I had. Hang on, I'm going to do a shameless plug now. It's called Up the Cherries in All Departments, and we've got a preview show with the King of Shopping TV 
Andy Hodgson. And for a special treat, and I'll tell you what, he does a good job. I got Andy to sell Burnley to the Saudis. Now, I know that's a fucking hard job, but, you know, <laughs> there we go. You know, he, he, he did quite a good job of it. I'm very, very impressed. Can I just say, it. is that what all your fans were doing last night? Because you were making no bloody noise whatsoever. So yeah, were, you all, were, you all on, were you all on your mobiles like this? I mean, I know normally you're all kind of watching porn and what have you, but you kind of like, you know, oh, <laughs> shopping channel. Oh, look, oh, no. look hey, guys, they're, they're selling a, a, a three-in-one mop. It's half price, nine ninety nine. Get off. Get on to QVC now. A <laughs> 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 um, oh, no, serious question now, Craig. Have on. you mended your phone? Mended my phone? Oh, yeah, I did break it at one point, didn't I? I rang you twice. I rang you twice after the game. Ah, uh, you didn't I, answer. I can tell you what I did. So I got you were on home. the shopping channel, weren't you? No, That's why. No, 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 no. I got home and I didn't realise that they've redone this, but they've actually redone Takeshi's Castle. So I was just laid there on the sofa watching Takeshi's Castle and then just I fell asleep. Takeshi's Castle. Takeshi's Castle is. Do you know what? In this is this is a crazy thing about it. So the first time I saw Takeshi's Castle, probably around about 2005, 2006, I thought it was filmed then. It's older than me, some of the episodes. <laughs> it's bloody mad. You know, I would have loved to because I, do you know what? My intention was, right, I want to go out to Japan and I want to do this. And it was like, oh, hang on a minute. I'm something like 25 years too late here. So... If anybody wants to go on to Keisha's Castle, there's a new one, but it's a bit shit because I fell asleep. Craig, <laughs> what the fuck are you going on about? <laughs> I mean, Do you know this is crap. I mean, we are literally uh, six minutes, no, eight minutes, eight and a half minutes into the show, and I've no fucking idea what Craig is talking about. I think I think this is a this new is record. Great, this is the great thing about this channel is because whenever we get together, Chris. It just fucking goes all sorts of places. You know, well, nobody knows where it goes. Can I just say, you've made more noise in eight and a half minutes on this channel than your fans did in 120 minutes last night. To be honest, the, the noise was, you know, um, yes, it was very, very quiet. I've got to be honest. Um, and I'm going to make, I'm going to have a little bit of a grumble straight at the start about our fan base. Here we go. Sorry, I'll let you on in a minute, Kate. <laughs> right. <laughs> so of course Adam Smith come out the other day saying about the players getting abuse um from the fan base and you know how he, he's not enjoying his football all the time. Um of course Gary O'Neill had all the clown pictures, even one with Osama bin Laden and you know called you know the P teacher. And now Philip Billin, who is a player who is devoid of confidence at times. Is now getting the same grief. Um, so I think he's, he's devoid. He makes Dakar look like Jeff Hurst. Can I just say, last night he was. I mean, he, he's. Mate, I don't think he had. A, I don't think he was terrible. I don't think he, he was terrible. He, never he, hit just, the he seemed that no, but Chris, the problem is, is Phil Billin is one of those players, and crap. in fact, no, he's not. You know, <laughs> against Leicester last time at Dean Court, you know, 
he was running around and he just seemed like he'd lost all confidence back then. Then he scored, of course. He scored, Chris scored. Um, Which is something he he couldn't do last night. Well, no, he, he couldn't do it last night. But this is the thing, is the fans getting on the back, you know, is ridiculous. So yeah, they made uh, no sound, made no sound, but then can slag off, you know, players on social media. It's not the AFC Bournemouth that, you know, I grew up with. No, and, and, and every every club's got fans like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you watched it on telly, Kate. Um, could you hear much noise? No, I could just hear us, really. Um, I thought our away fans did really good last night. Um, I suppose it was just what I was going to ask Craig. Were you guys excited about last night's game? Were you up for it or were you thinking, do you know what, we just want to focus on the league a bit because you've had a bit of a bad run lately? What was the feeling generally amongst the fans, do you think? Was that part of it, do you think? Or Generally, you know, I wanted a cup run. I wanted to get to Wembley. You know, that was my intention is, you know, the last time we got to Wembley was 1998. You know, of course, in 2003, we got to the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff. But, you know, to get into an FA Cup semi-final or final, really, I should, I honestly think that it should only be the finals that are hosted at Wembley. Yes. Um, but, you know, to have that opportunity... Um, you know, I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward to that. I think there was an element of our fan base that thought, yeah, this is just an FA Cup game. It's not really important, which I think is a load of rubbish, really. I think, you know, it's a competition that we've never won, never got close to winning. Um, and it would be, you know, a great achievement. And plus, we want a Wembley day. You know, yeah. we won a Wembley day. You know, until how it Just feels to at the there. Sorry, mate. Uh, Leeds had gone one nil up. Chelsea oh, yeah. have now pulled it back to one one. We are. So that that's obviously we're going to be playing one of these in in the next round. I mean, I'm going to come on to your team in a minute, Craig. Um, yeah. But whilst whilst I've actually you've taken a breath and I can get a word in. <laughs> have a little bit of a drink, shall I? You have a drink. Uh, Kate, I mean, all right, he, he jokingly, well, he said 9, 10 or 11 changes. I think it was 11, wasn't it? But um, like I said, I, I really, I didn't watch the, the Bournemouth game in the, in the last round where we made a lot of changes. I was dreading the worst. And I know when I looked on the bench, there was a couple of youngsters on there. As a starting lineup, yes, all right, Vestergaard, apart from him, um, it basically isn't our starting lineup um, if, if everybody's fit, but it's still a damn good starting lineup, isn't it? Yeah, I was quite encouraged by it, really. I mean, a lot of the fringe players, like Hamza and players like that, were obviously included, and Cody. Mm. Um, I thought Nelson may start to give a bit of a dress rehearsal for the defence. I did, yeah. And that Vestergaard's going to miss the next two games. Um, I know Stolichik is a really decent keeper. He played out of his skin in the previous round against Birmingham. Um, and it, he was certainly kept busy in the first half yesterday. I think he's one of the few goalkeepers that probably got a sweat on in the in the first 20 minutes. Um, you know, Bournemouth kept him busy, made some of his own mistakes as well, which we got away with. Um, but yeah, I was really encouraged. I thought, I, I know a lot of people loved Hamza's performance overall, but I do feel like in that first half, Hamza was getting caught out. He's not the person to cover that Ricardo position where he comes into the middle when we've got the ball. So... Mm. 
that was a worry. And Hamza did get caught out a few times. And he, he's just not quite good enough on the ball for that responsible position. But mm. having said that, when Ricky P came in on the second half and has resumed his normal position, Hamza obviously moved forward a touch and he, he did brilliantly. But, you know, Pratt's another good player. Um, Eunice is another good player, although he just wasn't particularly great last night. And then we just brought on a couple of big guns in Ricardo and JJ. And that, you know, there was half a dozen or so that just didn't travel at all. So we did really well. I was really, really mm. pleased. Um, I was disappointed not to see the young lad cover because I thought he was really good against Birmingham. I thought he might get a shout. I think Reiki was getting caught out a bit, hence he got substituted. He got um, he got a yellow card as well. He so, got a yellow card yeah, as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And I thought, is it Unal? He caused us all kinds of problems. And maybe if he hadn't got booked, things might have been a bit different because every time he seemed to get the ball, it was a complete threat and we weren't dealing with it very well at all. So, yeah, I thought we did really well, really, really well. I, lo- I love the I love football, and you're still there. You what you were saying about Chowdhury and Spencer's come on and said I thought Hamza was brilliant. <laughs> I, I love. I mean, it is it is a game of opinions. I I, I thought he was all right. So he was um, brilliant, but I think if you think about the first half, because we had what seventy five more minutes of play after half time, that completely eclipsed his first half performance, and he was superb. But those first forty five, he he gave me the trembles a bit in that Ricardo position. Because Ricardo was just class, and he yeah. he showed that last night. It, it yeah. wasn't to, to take anything away from Hamza. It's just I don't think he's quite good enough on the ball for that position. But after half time, when he changed, um, he was absolutely brilliant. And yeah, heroic performance him and Vestergaard really. I mean, Craig, I haven't got your team. I do apologise. I, I meant That's to do right. it, and then That's all I, went, right. I've, I went to I've bed. I've got the but... team. I've got the team. Do you want me to read it out for you? No, because we won't know half of them, but just talk oh, to me. Oh, no, come on, they're Premier League players, Chris. Well, uh, well Premier League players. Uh, no, just tell me, was it a strong team? Because you said, and yes, we said in the preview, didn't we? Then I, I thought, and I suppose from a neutral's point, we'll talk about the game in a second. I thought, I didn't expect to win. I'm going to be honest with you, you know, because you're safe. You're not going to go down. I honestly don't think you will go down this season. You won't even get dragged into it. There's a lot worse teams. That's what makes it even worse, Chris, though. You know, That's what makes, you know, last night even worse. Because, But did you then, we said on that preview, you were going to, you know, why not go for it? What sort of team did you, you know, we're looking at that and going, fucking hell, look at the names on there, but it isn't our first team. What was your starting lineup like? Well, you know... Go on, read it out. I know you want to. Yeah, all right. So Mark Travers in goal rather than Neto. So Neto, you know, is our number one. However, Mark Travers, you know, very, very experienced goalkeeper, was on loan at Stoke earlier on in the season. You know, ever since he left Stoke, it's gone to shit there. Um, So Mark Travers, you know... To be honest, I'll, I'll not, move you on because I, I can't go through all 11 players in that much detail. That's not we just go up. All right, I'll the defense Adam Smith, uh, Zabarnier, Senesi, Kirkes. Kirkes, you know, highly rated. Hmm. Zabarnier, highly rated. Senesi, you know, well experienced, as is Adam Smith. So the defense was strong. Lewis Cook, Alex Scott, you know, in midfield. Hmm along with Sinistera and Atara on the wings. 
again, very, very strong. Patara wouldn't normally play. I would say that would normally tap be Tavernier, but he did come on anyway. Sinistera, um, you know, it would probably be a mix between him, Tavernier, and Semenya. Of course, Semenya come on. Philip Billing just behind NSU now. Now, of course, Solanke was dropped. And this is a little bit of a bugbear for me because I can understand why Solanke's been dropped because he has played a lot of football and it's understood he was nursing a little bit of a knock, but he wanted to play from what I understand. But at the end of the day, as soon as Ennis Unau went off, which I believe was through an injury himself, you know, that left us with some no real attacking options. Now, Sabinho can play up front, but, you know, he's not done it before for ourselves and he's not an out-and-out striker. He might have done it for Bristol City in the past, but, you know, it's a whole different ball game. And what we should have been treating Leicester like last night is a Premier League team, because you are. You are. You're, you're a, I know, you know, yes, in the Championship, but you are a Premier League team. And I thought that our, how we went was strong. I expected that. I expected mm. that sort of lineup. In fact, if you go back and watch that preview, I think apart from Watara, I probably got it pretty much nailed on. Um, and I think, you know, when you compare that against the Leicester team that was put out, you know, that isn't the full te- full strength Leicester team. No. Um, but I agree with you, Kate, that that is still a very, very strong team. Like I say, Leicester are a Premier League side in everything but name. And um, we should have been treating it like that. Let's, let's not get too far ahead. Otherwise, Leeds fans will be accusing me of uh, of being salty. But, uh, Kate, <laughs> I mean, before the game, um, uh, Enzo came out and said, look, do not treat this game as a, uh, uh, you know, as a guide to how we are going to be doing it if we get up to the Premier League because it will be different teams, blah, blah, blah. We've played two Premier League teams this season. Um, one of them was Liverpool uh, in the Caribou Cup. At Liverpool, lost 3-1. Their second goal was the worldie. The third went in off the post. That would, you know, could have gone either way. Um, we, we, we held up all right against them. But you wouldn't necessarily expect to get anything. And as I said in the preview, Craig, no disrespect to Bournemouth. Yeah. It's a game that... You know, next season you'll look at this game and think that's a newly promoted team. We've got something, but we would yeah, look at that, wouldn't we, Kate? And go, yeah, this is Bournemouth. We could probably get something from it. So I was very much judging it as the how we've how we have progressed. And looking at that, it looked like we progressed very nicely. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think so. I thought it was a really high tempo game. I thought Bournemouth press was excellent throughout. I did keep thinking it's going to tail off, but it didn't. Their pressing was excellent. So it forced us out of our comfort zone a little bit. And given the amount of people that were on the pitch that A, hadn't really ever played together before, except perhaps in the last FA Cup round, and players that aren't used to practicing the system quite bluntly, really were disciplined with Enzo's system, which was great to see. He's obviously got that threaded throughout Leicester City Football Club, not just the main starting 15, 16 players. So it was really good to see um, 
and I was yeah I was really impressed but you know at the end of the day we're only within 10 league places of each other it's not going to be night and day you know that Mm. the top four in particular Man City and Liverpool because quite frankly I just find their football dull now because it's just almost a cheat code so anybody else out of that top two or three Arsenal are perhaps getting back in there a bit now as well i I don't find it a comp- competition, so I'm quite relieved we've not got them at all in the next round. So anybody else, I think from maybe fourth, fifth or sixth in the champ up to maybe the halfway point in the prem, you, any slight deviation or off day could result in a victory for the championship side and vice versa. And I'm just, I was just really pleased to think that in my head, I thought we could go toe-to-toe, and I think we did. And there really wasn't much to split the team at all. I, I dreaded pens because it's a horrible way for either team to go out. I even was nervous watching Newcastle Blackburn pens last night. That just made me feel so uncomfortable. Well, um, you, you, you used to be a Newcastle fan, of course. So I, I did. I, understand that. <laughs> I did a long time ago. Sorry, um, you walked but, into that one. <laughs> but, Bournemouth, but Bournemouth could have easily sneaked it as well. They had their opportunities. They had their chances just like we did and. It was just us that took ours. So it was it was a really good match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think even if we'd have lost, I'd have come away thinking I thoroughly enjoyed that because we were competitive. And it, it was a was, competitive match. Both teams went for it. From a neutral's point of view, it must have been a really, really good game to watch. From the outskirt, uh, outset, Craig, we, did you go to the game, Craig? You did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, I thought I heard you. Oh, sorry, no, that well, was... I, yeah, I, I do sound like a foghorn. <laughs> I do sound like a foghorn, to be honest. I did, you know, but just no, going we, back we to went, Kate's I mean, voice, actually... We were, like, within the first three or four minutes, it's like, but yeah, Leicester are really going for this. And then yeah. you sort of came back in. It was, as Kate said, end-to-end. Mm. We both hit the post. Yeah, um, I thought, you know, I thought that we did, you know, well in that first half. You know, I feel thought Ennis Unel, you know, was outstanding. You know, I think he's a very, very good talent. You know, to be fair, he nearly scored against Manchester City at the weekend. Um, so he's a very, very good player. Um, you know, I, see, I nearly went out with Jennifer Aniston, but, you know, some things are not meant to be, are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I thought, you know, he was very, very good. Um, was it Adkin, um that? Oh, stopped yeah. him from scoring. You know, I thought, yeah. you know, he he had a very, very good game. Um, you know, Billin, I think, was working hard. You know, a lot of people have been saying he's not very good at heading. You know, I don't think it was one of his best performances, but I think, you know, he still mm. did well. I think Watara did well as well. Um, I mean, we can only go off um, what we saw last night. Yeah. Well, he's not going to be able to be judged on his heading ability if he's taking corners, is he? No, this is the weird that was thing. about. I don't understand that. I, you know, I completely agree with you there, Kate. I don't understand that, but I do agree with your point as well. Um, you know, that you made just a moment ago. I think you know anywhere the top top end of the championship. So that really is Leicester, Southampton, and Ipswich. Um, you know. I don't know about the other team, um, but you know, <laughs> could be any of the teams. You know, yeah. Well, no, let's leave them out as well. You know, just Leicester and Ipswich. You know, hopefully those will be the two that get automatic. Um, but <laughs> I'm really want to wind it up. All those <laughs> yeah. Leeds fans. Just, just remember, in you know, a at up the cl- up the clouds. I mean, he said again. Oh, up here the we go. 
up the cherries in all department Leeds fans. That's where you need to get over to. Yeah, I mean, I'd... it was a very exciting game. And, you know, I was surprised. And I know, you know, that your singing section, you said, is at the far end of the, the ground from where yeah. we are. But it was so quiet. And like I say, check, check, my, my, check my TikTok out. You will hear, say, the Leicester fans, we were singing to each other. It was that quiet. Yeah. And I've got to say, and we've not, sometimes at the King Power, it's like playing in a library, you know, the home fans. And away fans will always make oh, a lot of I'll noise. tell you what, it was a terrible atmosphere, that 1-0 um, defeat that you had with, from ourselves. Yes, it was. Then, it was awful. You know, that was horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did, I did kind of, you know, it was a sellout virtually, wasn't it? Um, and yeah. I just... I just thought, you know, do you think, you know, had the had the fans got behind Bournemouth, because it was it was very even, you know, the stats. Yeah, forty nine percent possession to you, fifty one to us. Twenty seven shots for you, twenty two to us. Four on target for you, six from us. No goals for you, one for us. Sorry about that, but uh, <laughs> just get that. In. But had the crowd actually, as the home crowd got behind it might just have made that bit of difference for you um to be honest sometimes the atmosphere has been absolutely terrible at dean corp and i don't don't know why i honestly don't know why you know even when we're playing very very well you know it sometimes is a bit flat um could it made the difference yeah most definitely could have um you know, I was very disappointed with our fan base, like I say, you know, not just because of the lack of noise, but because, you know, of some of the comments going around as well about particular players um, and particular yeah, players. Yeah, actually, why, yeah, why you mention that? It pisses me off it, earlier. Um, Brad said a Bournemouth fan on BBC was picked up shouting. I really heard that. It was so yeah. clear. He must have been right next to the microphone. Yeah, to be honest, I listened to it back and you can hear it quite clear. And, you know, Billing has been an excellent player, you know, for us. Last season, he was absolutely brilliant. I don't think, you know, he really fits into Andoni Iriola's style as well as, you know, he fitted into Gary O'Neill's. Um, but he isn't pathetic. He isn't pathetic. And Adam Smith was well within his right the other day to say what he did. Some of our fans need a checkup from the neck up, put nicely, because <laughs> at the same t- because you know, think of, check, really, isn't yeah, it? exactly. Well, well yeah. where's this club come from? You know, we, we've not. I just don't understand it, Chris. But um, oh no, we're know. the same, aren't we? I mean, you know, when you look, I we are not a big club. Despite what we've achieved in the last nine seasons, well, yeah, it's all relative. But I don't class us as a big club. I really don't. But you, you know, people are expecting us to compete with Man City and Newcastle, Kate, don't they? And yeah, no, I will criticise players. It's what we do on these channels. Um, It's not always what I think. A lot of the time, it's to create discussion. But while they're on the pitch, surely, Kate, give them your support. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're just in that era where people want instant results, instant turnaround, instant effectivity. That's why managers get sacked 
really quickly. That's why people like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville make name for themselves because they're really dramatic and exaggerative of the game and just make sort of mountains out of molehills about every single decision that's made on the pitch. And then it, it does filtrate through to the fans and the fans are mm. like pundits themselves on the pitch. And, you know, it, I mean, it goes down to schoolboy type of level as well, doesn't it? You get the angry parents on the side of the pitch, etc. But it's, <laughs> it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. And when you... No player goes out there to be crap. Absolutely no. not. You have a few perhaps where they're trying to get out of the club and there's perhaps a small attitude issue. But I never, ever feel, even with Tielemans last year, you know, players like that, I never felt they came on and didn't try because no professional player would do that. No. So They can have a bad they, game. They can that, have a bad game and they can be perhaps a bit below par for a period of yeah. time because perhaps their heads have been turned. They're human beings, but... You're not. That's not going to get the result that you want. So it's completely counterproductive for me. Um, and it doesn't mean you've got to blow smoke up their arse either. But don't yell things like he's pathetic because he's not. I mean, to be honest, Great. a different day he'd have made absolute chaos in our in our penalty area. Mm. It just and you can't have your best day every day. It's, it it no. it doesn't work like that. I, um, I think in fairness, Craig had your players have the shooting i've said this a lot in the championship this season mm -hmm. yes we've got a good defense but it's not as brilliant as i think is it is it looks on paper because i tend to say 95 percent of the teams we've played can't shoot you know yeah. and, and that's made it look good and i think yesterday had you had the look the other way i know right you hit the post there so did we but you know when you look at how many shots you were having if you just got your eye in we, we could have easily the result could have been the other way and, and by three or four. I think really what we needed and what the game was crying out for from our perspective was Solanke. I, th mm. I honestly think if Solanke had started, and that's no disrespect to Ennison now, because I thought he did a good job. He looked threatening. Um, but what Solanke does is he does a lot more than that. He drops back. This, this is why... Newcastle, West Ham, Arsenal are after him. What he'll do is he'll drop back into a position. He'll create things. You know, he's not a greedy striker. He's quite creative. And I think that if he was doing that, it could have been a different scenario. Like I say, that's nothing against NSU now. But no, he would no. have opened things up for Billing. I think Billing maybe was a little bit lost behind NSU now. You know, that will come with time because, of course, they don't... Ennis is new to the club and Phil Billing has been out for a period of time. And yeah. um, Is this a missed opportunity for Bournemouth? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. I think, you know, if we look at the, uh, to, you know, the tie that we would have got, you know, um, and there, of course, there's no guarantees in that. No. But, you know, if we got that tie, you know, I think Leeds, we would have thrashed Leeds because they're crap. Um, but that, 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 that is not the, what you hear is not the, necessarily the thoughts of Leicester till I die. Um, they are personal opinions. And Chelsea <laughs> have just gone 2 1 up. Hello, Leeds. We yeah, just you. as you said that, Chelsea gone 2 1 up. What a shame, Leeds. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, Actually, I'm having crying, said that, I mean, I'm what game, I am. I've been watching this game and I've not been impressed with either team. But To be honest, yeah. that's the thing. It's, you know, I think that we are capable of beating Chelsea. Hmm. 
You know, I yeah. think we're capable of beating Chelsea and then getting through to Wembley, where no doubt we'll play Liverpool, you know, or Man City and that be it. But, um, you know, I think it is a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity to get within touching distance of Wembley. Um, mm. Who knows? You've had, you know, of course, yourselves, you won it, you know, a couple of years back. And to be honest, I don't see that as a fluke. I saw that as well won. Um, I thought, you know, this was when Leicester were playing very, very well um, and were quite dominant. You know, I know that it tailed off a little bit after the Premier League win. You know, it was always going to do. But, you know, I think Leicester was still quite dominant, still quite progressive. Um, It was only in that final season where it kind of collapsed under Bodger. Um, But um, you you look at also the other teams that have won it. Um, Cardiff and Millwall have been in the final. Um, Portsmouth and Wigan have won the thing. You know, Brilliant win for Portsmouth. What a fantastic club. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you look at it, when you look at it that way, you know, why could we not have done what Wigan yeah, did? No, indeed. I mean, hopefully not get relegated the same bloody season. No, no. It's what they did. But, but at the same time, you know, yeah. why Nate's we... asking there, but Nate's asking, um, well, they also rest in t- Well, they're asking about Dak. And we'll come back to that later, Derek. But he's no, injured. no, is he is injured, is he? Yeah, and Solanke wasn't even on the on the subs bench, so is that no, a bad injury? It's stupid. It's stupid. Could he have made the subs bench? Yes, he could have made the subs bench, and I think he wanted to play, but you know, I don't know. See, Iriola, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I've got to be honest. He's done a very, very good job of turning this around. I said back, you know, after that Everton game that he needed to go because I just didn't think it would work. Now, what he needs to do, again, is adapt because we're going through a bad run of form. We have now got games. We've got Burnley this weekend. Now, like what you said earlier on, Chris, when you look at your fixture list next season, you look at Bournemouth and say, that's a winnable game. You know, I look Mm. at Burnley, should be winning that, regardless of if it's at Turf Moor or not, you know, I think we should go there and win. Then we got Sheffield United at home. We got to definitely win that. Then we got two games against Luton in a row, pretty much. We should be getting at least four points out of that. Yeah. You know, so at that point, we've got the 10 points to keep us safe. We're then on 38 points and kick and kick on. You know, that's without you know, the Wolves game. And I think as much as, you know, I, I do admire him and, you know, got a lot of time for him, I think we owe Gary O'Neill one. Yeah. I think we well, do Before we get into Gary O'Neill and start half our conversation okay. on him, let's move yeah, on and get Kate. I mean, um, 22 shots. I mean, and I don't mean this is a disrespect to Bournemouth, but when I, I was sat, obviously, be, you know, behind the Bournemouth goal for the first half, uh, behind our goal, sorry, for the first half, and I never actually was sort of hiding behind my hand. You know, I never thought like, you know, like, oh, that they, they could get one here. I felt we would be confident. But then at the other end, it was Leicester again, wasn't it? You know, plenty of chances, just not not do, do, doing what we should do, which is put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I think so. I'd probably argue that we had 
the better chances of the match where you would think they were more likely to score. But mm. similarly, I think Bournemouth had much more play inside our penalty area. We didn't have a lot of play inside our penalty area. We had good chances, like balls coming in. Um, obviously, the Marchal and Cannon. And who else was it? In about 30 seconds, there was like three incidents where we could have scored. Um, so... There was that kind of thing going on. But Bournemouth had, a, particularly in the first half with with NSU now, he, they had so much activity in our penalty area. And there was, for me, there was a few like, oh my God, moments. Um, and it just went wide of the wide of the post or shooting from the penalty spot pretty much. And it blazes over the bar. There was probably three of those yesterday where you've got to do better. You've got to hit the target. And Starchit dealt with corners really well. I think there was three corners that came in that I think could have gone straight into the goal. Um, he sort of had to claw out literally off his line. Um, and Hamza cleared one off the line as well. We forgot about that one. Um, yeah. There was opportunity. There was It was much more of a melee in our box, whereas it wasn't in the Bournemouth box. I felt like they had it quite controlled and they defended us really well. Um, but we did but Bournemouth have Bournemouth had 11% of their shots were within our um, six-yard box. Um, yeah. 5% of ours was within that same box. Yeah, okay. That It did feel a bit like that. Mm. Um, it wasn't a particularly heart-in-mouth moment, but there was a few times when I was like, oh, he's got a score about, about a Bournemouth player. There was a few times I was like, he's got a score, he's got to hit the target. Isn't, isn't it funny? Because I, I worry more when I'm watching it on TV. I suppose away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mutt Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. I suppose it's like herd mentality because I'm, I'm surrounded. It's like being surrounded by your family. Yeah, yeah. You're there with all the fans around you. It's like, yeah, yeah it is this, that that. one, you know. <laughs> if I was at home, I'd be like sort of, oh, no, you know. But, um, but again, did, did you think looking at that, though, Kate, that I, I had a feeling, and it's always difficult when, uh, when you, obviously, you go to the matches regularly, both of you, but when you're at one end, trying to, especially with my eyesight, trying to see what's going on at the other, um, I only know we've scored if everybody stands up and cheers. Uh, but I just had that feeling it's going to be one of those nights, a bit like Leeds, where we're huffing and puffing. And it. I just didn't... I was worried we weren't going to score. Yeah, I was worried we weren't going to score. I was worried the game wasn't going to get a goal. And I, I think it's such a cruel way to go out on penalties. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was, there was that feeling about it. But I tell you what, both teams didn't give it up till the end. It was absolutely brilliant. Like, even though we scored in extra time, which is an absolute sucker punch when you're on the opposing team because yeah. you're knackered, you've got sort of, what was it, about 10 minutes to go and you've got to pull yourself together to see if you can get back in to, to try and get it to penalties then. 
Um, it, it's quite exhausting, I think, as a player to go through that. And yes. you, you're feeling you're feeling the heat with an additional half an hour in a game. You are feeling it. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, so, well, we, we were all in shock. And I've got to say, Ant, do go over and check out Ant's Leicester fan channel. It's a great Leicester channel. Go over there if you're not following it already. Uh, but he does manage to bring the the, 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 the tone down. And that's, that's saying something on my channel, I tell you. But he always just does manage quick thing, to. Though, you know, because well, during the preview, during the preview on here and also on my channel as well, I was adamant that there was going to be replays. And I, when's this been changed? When's that changed again? I know. I know we were there. Stupid. And everybody behind me, because I'm on the literally, well, I'm on the first row, because the first row was, was designated disabled. Yeah. Uh, so, but the first row, probably, I, I managed to get some tickets on there. And uh, and I said to, I was talking to my son, and I said, like, well, you know, because I jokingly said, and I, I'd take a draw and bring you back to the KP. Yeah. And then suddenly the announcement was injury time. But there's a couple of hundred people that started to walk down as if like that was the end and waiting for the waiting for the players to come over and applaud and, and go, well, we literally were all looking at each other going, What? What? You know what? And yeah. I, I don't know, but apparently up, up until this round, it's uh replays. And I would have thought it would have been the other way, to be honest with you, but it would have been it was replays, <clears> but from the fifth round onwards, there's not. Was the VAR last night? Yeah, yeah no. there was. Yeah, yeah, it didn't come into use. Um, let's be honest, Fasawu's goal, you know, I, there was nothing you could say about that. Couldn't turn around and say that was offside. No, um, no I was wondering because it didn't come up in the stadium. Uh, I'll tell you something yeah, else I'm going to yeah. complain about as well here while I'm having a go at Bournemouth. You did not even have the manners to read our team out. Do you know what? This is a bugbear for myself. As well, yeah. Well, you you want to know, don't you? I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. You know, you're playing again. You know, it's because everybody's got those nowadays, and I think it's. That's I've I've only ever, only ever heard that, and obviously I've been to Bournemouth a few times over the years. I've only ever heard that at Bournemouth. I mean, we used to do it. The team, and then. You know, what would happen is, you know, the Leicester team would be announced and all the Bournemouth, well, probably not Bournemouth because they don't make any noise, but most home fans are going boo, boo to all the team. I mean, it would, did, I didn't miss it, did I, Kate? No, I, I didn't. No, well, the game no, start. the coverage didn't start, I don't think, till almost at kick-off. Um, I, don't right. remember, I don't remember hearing it. No, no. I was, I, well, they did the Bournemouth first and I thought, oh, here we go, you know, just to confirm... Nothing, not a thing. But I think I say, everybody's got smartphones, but the thing is, is I prefer. Mine doesn't work in the stadium. Mine doesn't work. Yes. And uh, I think the other thing, I've got to say a huge hello to Boscombe. Um, I didn't know Boscombe was, uh, was was sponsoring um, Bournemouth's Corners. Um, because every oh, yes, time you yeah. got a corner, it comes <laughs> up with Boscombe, which is not the most salubrious. Well, it's actually quite nice. I was surprised it, it has got a bit of a well, reputation. Boscombe's nice. Do you like Boscombe? It's not as bad. I'd, I'd, sooner, I'd sooner go to Boscombe than Turlin Moor. Let me just say that. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, I'd sooner go to Syria than Turlin Moor. So <laughs> I'm not really saying an awful lot. <laughs> it is quite bad. Um, but yeah, uh, so 
total surprise when it went to, to extra time and penalty. Everybody, everybody sat back down and we got looking at each other. Um, and funnily enough, I mean, what a great time to score, though. And we'll come on to the goal itself in a second. And sorry, this is going to be a painful time for you, Craig. But what a great time for us to score a goal. Literally, I, I'm doing the thing on my phone and it was literally, I think they, they blew for the half time while I was describing the goal. Yeah, it was a great time to score because um, it's so easy, I think, for just extra times to fizzle out into nothing because it's so edgy and no player wants to make a mistake. So it just brings about a different a different take on the game, I think, particularly the second half of extra time. But you would never have known. I mean, the second half of extra time, it was like the first 15 all over again. It was end-to-end. It was pretty panicky. It was pretty fast. And we wanted another um Vestergaard goes on this run from absolutely nowhere. I think the guy's the guy could have run through a forest in Vietnam's war, I think. Just absolutely unbelievable. The crowd are actually singing if Vestergaard sco- scores, we're on the pitch. I was gonna drive down to Bournemouth <laughs> if Vestergaard scored. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what does he think he's doing? He looks absolutely great. He's on the I love it. He's just, just so sick of uh Eunice messing up. He's like, right, sod it, I'm having it, and I'm going for it. Mm. Um, and to be fair, I mean, I think Alex Scott cleared it, cleared the dink over the keeper. He played really well. He played really, yeah. really well. Alex Scott did. Um, I don't know how old he is. He doesn't look very old, but I thought he's he only was, a youngster. He's a kid. He's a really you know, good yeah. player. He, he's outstanding. You know, he will play for England. He will, he will play for one of the top teams. We're not going to have him very long, but. We've got to enjoy him whilst we have him. Yeah, but... enjoy it. yeah, he looked really good. Even on a booking, he didn't seem particularly phased. No, he's he's really... He, he signed from Bristol City um, in the summer. You know, I think it was well spent. I think... How much know, did it cost you? 25. Okay. 25. But at the same time, I was a little bit concerned. 25 quid? That was a bargain. 25 quid. <laughs> no, 25 million. But the thing was, was I thought, well... Is this a bit of a risk? He is a youngster. You know, he hasn't played at this level before. You know, playing for Bristol City in the Championship and then coming up to Bournemouth from playing against Man City is a whole different thing. But, you know, he's he's an outstanding player. And like I say, he will go to the very, very top. We won't have him for very long. And how he actually... Um, 25 Freddos. Um, <laughs> probably still buys Fred- <laughs> still probably buys Freddos to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's that young. But <laughs> when you look at that goal, I mean, I'd literally, Craig, just said to my son before, "Thank God we've not got the golden goal," because you know. Yeah. That- and he goes, oh, I love, I, I love the golden goal. And obviously, he wouldn't. Oh, be I couldn't stand it. It was awful. Yeah, yeah Please, can we have the golden goal tonight? Um, and we've seen Fatou do that so much um, in recent games and shoot over the bar and wide and what have you. And I suppose one day he was going to get one on target. My God, was that on target. I mean, that was top bins. I'll tell you what, if that was against Man City, they wouldn't have stopped that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it was against. No. You know, I've just seen my friend at the gym and he's just said to me, oh, the keeper should have stopped that. No, no not in a million years. No to be honest, Coaching Travers stamp, did well to get a finger to it. Yeah, you know, I thought I he did. It, back, it was you know. so in the corner. There's nothing yeah. you can do about that. Nothing, you can away from you as well. Um, mm. But yeah, a fantastic goal. Like you say, he has got it in his locker. He's just not been able to find the back of the net with it as much yet. 
Um, Hopefully now he, he will what do. What a because... moment! What a moment! It's just that it's have... just as you guys stepped back a bit, really. Like you, yeah. you didn't get close to him, and it's it's those little moments, isn't it, that can just change it. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. we were guilty of that as well. You just lose, you lose your man for ten seconds, five seconds, and it the, it's gone, it's done. The goal's the goal's there. Um, it's just one of those things giving him too much space, um, especially because he was a fresh player. I think he only come on nine minutes before. I think you know um, the man that should have been you know marking him was Lewis Cook, and I think you know he was just a little bit too deep at that point, um, so he didn't move forwards for it. Is that right? Um, I don't think it would have made any difference if he had. No. I think Fasalu put himself in such a good position that, yeah, it was it was going to be all like day. Like I say, it, it had it had to come at some point, you know. I'm yeah. just looking here, Craig, um, and I usually do the graphics, but I've gone through. I couldn't be asked today. Um, <laughs> looking at sort of where your shots were coming from, and nearly well, seventy eight percent of them just came down the middle. And maybe you were getting a little bit predictable. 22% was on the left-hand side. And you can probably work out from that. No percent, you did not have one shot from the right, your right-hand side. And that's got to be a bit worrying, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think Sinistera, um, who was on that right-hand side, should have done a little bit better. I think Semenyo, you know, when he come on, it made it a bit more exciting. Um, you know, it was a little bit one-dimensional, to be honest, now you mention it. And thinking back, um, I think that's why Clivert come on. I think that's why Tavernier come on. Um, just to open it up a little bit on those wings. But... Um, yeah, it was. Is that a common problem? No, no. I would say normally that's probably one of our strengths is balls coming in from the wings. Um, you know, getting the ball across into Solanke. You know, where he'll drop back, or um, maybe that's what we were missing last night was that creativity of Solanke just dropping back into that hole which then brings in other players. Um, NSU now, you know, is a different type of striker. He's a striker that I really do hope we sign, but he is not a replacement for Solanke. He's a complement for Solanke, and he's a complement that we, means that we can play in a different style. A little bit like Kiefer Moore, you know, was, where Kiefer Moore is a target man. You try and play Kiefer Moore like Solanke, you know, you're going to, it, it will actually become a joke because yeah. Kiefer Moore's not got the pace. And, you know, that's not me being nasty or abusing him or anything like that before any Bournemouth fans jump on it and say, oh, yeah, you, you can do it. Um, the thing is, is Kiefer Moore is a target man. Enesu now is a different player to Solanke completely. Again, I think he's a little bit more of a target man. Um, but you know, he has got a little bit of pace, he's yeah. a bit of a flair player. I was surprised when I saw that, but the other thing yeah. that surprised me, Kate, was uh, when I'm looking at the uh, action zones 34% was in the middle third, 23% was in Bournemouth third, 43% was in our third. I thought it was a bit more evenly distributed than that. I don't know if it looked different on the telly. Um. Yeah, I'd have thought it would have been a bit more evenly distributed, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, that, that was quite surprising. 
two players I want to talk to you about, Kate, and then we'll come on to sort of picking man of the match and what have you, um, is, first of all, Eunice. He he had his DACA boots on, I must admit, yesterday. And you're probably going to laugh at me now, but I actually picked him as my man of the match. Because okay, he, okay, that says it all. But no, to me, he was creating so many chances. He was causing problems. He had the ball at his feet and he would run at the Bournemouth defence. Right, He hadn't got the finish in and we know he, he, he can score goals because he has done for us. But he was he was all over the place. And, you know, we said, like you said earlier about, you know, the players being knackered. When that final whistle went after 120 minutes, Bournemouth, as well as Leicester, their fans, the, the players just dropped on the ground, absolutely knackered, just laid there on the ground. And Eunice ran his little socks off for me. Yeah, he ran his little socks off. I completely agree. He really tried to open it up and take it by the scruff of the neck. But when you say he caused a problem, for me, he just caused a prob. The lung bit wasn't there because he couldn't finish it. And it doesn't mean score or shoot. He just seemed to have this. I've never, I've not seen it with no, him before. Do you not think, though? Do this. you not think? And I, they, I take totally on board the. You didn't know when to let go of it. So many chances. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. And he did. Oh, you know, he, he, he like I said, he I said, position, and then had his dacker boots on. But look, when we lost like, the leads, their last two goals were deflected. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got somebody that's getting into that box, the chances are a. He may be brought down for a penalty because they can't get the ball off him. Or B, he'll shoot and get not on target, but it might just hit, you know, someone, you know, Bournemouth defender's arse and go in. Yeah, absolutely. And if doing that, I'd sooner him do that and miss than not do that at all. Yeah, so would I. But my point was, I don't think he got to the point where he pulled the trigger. He made, he, he created the chaos. He drew defenders in. He created spaces for other players, but he didn't, Pull the trigger to shoot or pass the ball. Mm. So you've just created it. You've done the, you've done the massive hard yards there, and the simple bit of either getting the shot off at the right moment because the defenders were closing in or laying it off to somebody. He just kept messing up, and that that was the moment. But, but I do completely understand where you're coming from. He ran his socks off. His fitness, yeah. considering he's not played a lot of football, to do 120 minutes like he did was absolutely sensational. Yeah. And for me, it's hard to, I don't know if you know this, Craig, but he's a lone player that we're probably not going to be keeping. So to show that kind of commitment and dedication from a lone player who we're probably not going to be keeping is was I pretty awesome. I, really I, I, like, I think he's him. our most skillful player, to be honest, mm. technically. But yeah. he just, I don't know whether he just got a bit overexcited last night and wanted to be the hero because he hasn't had much game time and you want to show what you can do. And he clearly enjoys playing for us. There's lots that come into it. And hopefully he'll learn from it. He'll watch that back and he'll think, bloody hell, there was two players around me or there was some support there. And mm. you get it. You get in the heat at the moment, you get so excited. But he'd done a lot of the hard work most of the time and just messed it up at the end for me. But that's the main player I want to talk about, though, Kate, uh, our Jakob. Now, we always say with, with Mads, um, he's always got at least two mistakes in him per game. Um, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Jakob had a bad game and he shouldn't be, you know, Ward was on the bench. And, and as much as a Ward fan I used to be, Jakob I'd sooner have on. He made some great saves. He kept us in uh, in that game a couple of times. But my God, did he nearly give it away three or four times. 
they were the heart in mouth moments, weren't they? The pass they back were. to Hamza. I'd actually yeah. just put on a separate chat whilst I was watching that game. The biggest threat for me from our own keeper is the straight pass to the D. Mm. When the I don't, I don't know that you try this with at Bournemouth, Craig, when you play out from the back, but the straight pass to the D. Yeah. And that player, whoever it may be, it could be Zidane, but when they've got two players on them, what are you doing? <laughs> like it almost just comes straight back to you, but then players yeah. have players have closed in. Like he did that a few times. And then I think there was the one where he, he Cody had to come in and clear up because he passed it out of his own penalty, like passed it within the, his own penalty area and nearly messed it up. And Cody, Cody luckily kind of half foresaw it and was able to clear to clear the lines and run it out. But um mm. Would yeah, he had. He was impressed though. Maybe it's just to prove yeah. it and Leicester keeper that you need to keep the crowd entertained by being a bit shit every hour or so. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> but we do play the high press though. That's the thing. Is, Your press was you know, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That that is our style now. Is play the high Which press. Because you know. a keeper's got to realise that when you're in a high press game, you don't pass back to the D to Hamza of yeah. all people, who isn't great on the ball for starters, but also had probably two or three on him and had to stretch mm. to get it back to the keeper. Like it's not difficult. The keeper has the full view of the pitch, the only person that does. And he it's just unnecessary, unforced error, yeah. I think you call it in tennis. Yeah. And yeah. that is, it's one of them that every fan's seen because Pep's living rent-free in everyone's head with passing out from the back. But you've just got to know when to do it. Yeah. Now, um, Craig, talking about Bournemouth players, and I'm looking on yeah. the BBC web, the BBC website here, um, and I think this, and this has been voted by your only own fans. I was a only fan then, your own fans. Only fans. Only on. That was the previous call you was on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those of you that don't know, when we, when we loaded up the, the chat to, to, to have a quick chat before we do it, um, Craig was actually dual tasking. He was on, he was on another, was it call that he was on? Yes. And um, looking a bit flustered, he was. He was. It, it, I see what double tasking makes you feel like shirt. that, though. Uh, <laughs> double no. tasking makes you feel like that, you know. But, but looking at this, Craig, yeah, not one of your players got over five out of ten, and I think that's very unfair. I, I really think do. that's very unfair as well. You know, and you know, to this, be I'm saying that as a Leicester fan, and but this is Bournemouth fans that have, you know, um, I think voted. some fans think you know we should have. We should have turned up yesterday and, you know, should have absolutely hammered Leicester. I knew it wasn't going to be like that. You know, I knew it wasn't going to be like that Swansea game. You know, mm. I hoped and expected a win. But did I expect, you know, to Leicester to roll over like Swansea did? No, because um, let's be honest, Swansea aren't very good. No. Um, so... Who do you think was your worst player? In your eyes, watching it, that's probably that's probably being unfair. That, that, yeah, that's unfair, actually. Well, let me just say that your worst player was. I'm going to probably say this wrong. Sinestera, Sinestra, Sinestera, Sinestera. Um, yeah, Sinestera. Yeah, I, I wouldn't you know, say. You know yeah, how many? How many your fans gave him out of ten? I haven't 2. seen two point three nine. 
Oh, that's ridiculous. No one I'm on the pitch sorry, with a 2.39. Oh, yeah, I've just got it up now. And I, I'll tell you what, that's, that is ridiculous. Have you? You're error. back on OnlyFans, are you? Uh, you know, he, he, <laughs> he missed that one. <laughs> you want to go back to bloody Leeds in a minute if we keep going on like that. Um, you know, I, I thought he tried hard. He worked hard. You know, he... But I think that's totally think, unfair. I don't. I, I think, think it's ridiculous, to be honest, mate. I can say think, even, and I'm taking my blue tinted spectacles off here. It was a end to end, full blooded game. Yeah, um, Travis, no, one messed up. no one messed up at all. Even for our goal, we've just said no one particularly messed up. No, I don't know we're if he's people... or we're off the pace or we're being done. It. I mean, Callum Doyle got done on the left all the way through the first half. Um, I thought he had a really poor game initially, but there's no one that you could say had a stuck out at all. Everyone was pretty similar on both yeah. teams, really. Watara's well, got four. Um, well, I, 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 I swear some of these player, people top watched. player, Craig. Uh, Tra Travers. Uh, Not Travers in goal, yeah. 4.93. Now, I'm sorry. That's the highest. That's yeah, that's their highest. Um, I mean, I don't, Jesus. I don't understand that. I really no, I don't. don't. Well, he saved the goal, which was impossible to save, and he got a fingertip to it. And he, he made some good saves. Other than that, he yeah, did. you know, yeah, he did. I, I, I don't I, get that at all. I, you know, to be honest, I think, I think some of our fans thought we was, you know, yes, we we narrowly got beat by Man City. But that doesn't mean that we've got a divine right to beat anybody. And uh, to be honest, I, I'm surprised, actually. Uh, this is the first time I've seen these stats. I'm actually shocked by him. Travers, I thought, had a very good game. You know, he stopped a lot of good chances from Leicester. Alex Scott, 4.71. You know, okay, he's, I thought he was superb. I thought he was superb. Sinicero definitely He stopped so much great. down that channel. He stopped so much down that channel. I can't. Watara, Watara, too. Now I thought Watara. You know, I don't get. This is another one for the Boo Boys. This is because the thing is, is I thought Watara was very, very good. I thought he played a very good game. You know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes his, you know, final ball isn't, you know, always that great. But he works hard. He gets stuck in. You know, he creates things. He's definitely definitely more than a scorer of four. Uh, you know, I do question whoever has... I'll tell you what, any former fans who are watching this, would you actually, you know, the people that put these scores in, was you actually watching the game? Because I, I mean, don't you, think you were, you to be honest. You with a pinch of salt. Because it's yeah. like, I've seen Leicester results where Vardy's got 8.3 because we've won 1-0 and he's only played five minutes, but he's come on at the end and nicked the goal. Uh, and you know everybody's giving him eight eights and what have you. So they are sort of very much tongue in cheek. But like I say, look looking at that, I, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. And obviously, I wasn't watching your players. The only one I really noticed more than anybody was Billing for obvious reasons, and mm. and your goalkeeper. But I've got to say, I am I, nobody on. As Kate said, he's that nobody deserved two point three nine or even three. No. Under, no, I thought watching. he played well. I do, you know, um, to be honest, I thought Billing, Billing's, you know, better than four. I think this is the thing with Phil Billing, you know, and I, from one I've met him before, he's a very quiet, he's a very reserved man. 
Um, and, you know, he's a confidence person. If his confidence is down, he doesn't mm. perform well. If his confidence is up, you know, then yeah. you've got some player on your hands. And it is up to the manager and the fans to keep it out of that. Um, yeah. And yeah. Gary O'Neill, you know, this man that they, everybody said was, you know, a PE teacher and a clown and compared him to Osama bin Laden in one of the pictures as well, which was ridiculous. Um, you know, that man who sits in ninth in the Premier League at the moment, Got the very best out of Philip Billing. Um, yeah. So yeah, things do change, and, and I mean, you know, we've we've seen players, haven't we, Kate? You know, Indeedy uh, and Vestergaard, that our new manager Enzo's got out of that that nothing, you know, Brendan could get out of them at all. But Kate, our worst player, I don't know if you you've got it up at all, but our worst player, um, and this is say by the fans, was Reiki at six point two. So our worst player was almost two points above Bournemouth's best player, if you like. Um, weird. To to totally weird. Yeah. Who, who though, Kate, was um, your... And obviously, you know, we, we're talking Leicester here because it's the Leicester channel. Who was your man of the match? Uh, Vestergaard for me, I think. I know a lot of people thought Hamza was absolutely outstanding and I'm not denying that. But for me, he was... Vestergaard was great for 120. And Hamza was great for whatever 120 minus 45 is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, that, that, that's splitting hairs. I thought him and Hamza were both colossal. I thought they um, really grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, yeah. And Vestergaard going on that mad run at the end just shows what, what a difference a season makes. He was totally frozen out by Brendan, maybe rightly so. I don't really know what went on, but he absolutely tore his confidence when he had to step in last season because we had so many injuries at the back. It was unbelievable. He looked like a fish out of water and was so poor, so poor. And I know Southampton fans were sorry to lose him, so I couldn't quite figure it out when, when we signed him and he looked so poor. But Enzo's just played within his capabilities and played to his strengths. Well, like, like Craig said, with Billy, it's, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? Yeah. But you want your manager to say, you're, you're exactly. awesome at these things, we're going to focus on this because that's where you're unplayable. And yeah. these things, we're going to try and cover up as much as possible and not get you involved in those situations because you're shit. Unless it's in something you can really half, work on. In that first half, we were obviously sat behind the, the, the Bournemouth goal. And those passes he was pinging up to the second half. I mean, you see them on telly, but he was just picking them out, wasn't he? Yeah, his distribution's always been outstanding. He's one of the yeah. best players in the team, really. But his yeah. positioning and, and pace and general um, awareness around the game last year was so lacking in every area. Whereas this year, it's totally different. He's assumed this kind of general role at the back. He's a captain in all but name. And it's great to see. And it just goes to show you when you actually try and work with people and give them a fair crack of the whip it's like any employment you you get the best out of your player he's not going to be the fastest guy flipping it I know that I'm faster than Vestergaard I know I am but you've just got to make sure you accommodate his weaknesses because yeah. what you know where's Morgan and Hoos weren't the best Premier League defenders we've ever seen. Probably no way near it. But they played within their capabilities as a partnership that was solid. And it's what won as the Premier League in part. So that's management again, isn't it? Yeah. And dealing with your reserves and your personnel that you've got. So 
that that's the case mm. for all. You know, I think yes, whether you're right, as much or, right. much or not, Craig. So the, your the team rating is, is fairness. Your team rating out of ten? Uh, probably an eight yesterday. An eight, right now, Craig. I don't expect you to to pick a Leicester man of the match. That you know what? I will. I will though. I, no, I okay. will. All right, then. I, yeah, yeah. I I agree with Kate. Vestergaard was solid yeah. at the back. You know, really caused us problems. You know, broke down everything. Um, you know, I think I think he's a very very good player. I think he's a very good player. And in a way, it sounds a little bit like. Um, you know, situations that we've had here where, you know, there's certain players that, you know, we get the better of out of now. Um, you know, whereas Gary probably got the best out of Billing, you know, so mm. it really does vary. Semenyo, for example, is a completely different player under Iriola than he was under Gary O'Neill, whereas you know, Billing, I think, was a better player under Gary O'Neill. Um, so I think, you know, Vestergaard is probably a sort of player of that ilk. Yeah. Every and team what? has it, don't they? Like, look at yeah. Justin Lingard or Paul Pogba. These types of players that are much I'd rather more not. But look at the much more headline makers <laughs> than, than our teams. But you just, you, you're always at risk. Like Deli Alley, like, there's yeah. an amazing player in there, but he's not been managed right. No one's dealt with his mental health issues. No one's put an arm around the shoulder when he needs it to get the boy focusing on his football, which is clearly what saved his mental health over the years. So get the right man with you and you, you can turn anyone around if you've got yeah. talent. And these Premier League players, including Vestergaard, they've all got talent. They'll get, get a new contract reason. and I think he deserves one. Yeah, you know, they're but... all elite football players. Like They're absolutely yeah. brilliant. There's going to be fine margins and you get your Haaland's and your De Bruyne's who have just got a cheat code. But on the whole, every Premier League player and some Championship players, there's barely anything in it. They're yeah. all quality. You know, um, it's quite Craig, interesting what you said rating as well. for Leicester. Sorry, Craig. Your rating for Leicester? For Leicester, um, I would say probably an eight. I would eight say, well. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll give, I'll give my rating for Bournemouth. I'll give us a seven. You know, I think it was two good teams against each other. I do not get these scores, um, you know, that have been put on the BBC website. You know, just to go back to previous... Well, I don't have to go back because it's it's an hour and ten we've done here. So I want to... go on then. It's coming to wrap it up now. Um, I'd gone gone Eunice, as I said earlier, for my man of the match. Uh, I went nine. um, And the thing was with that game, um, and I would give... I want to say I would probably give Bournemouth eight and a half, nine as well. I think it was that that even. And I think if you'd have won it one nil and we'd come away, um, we'd have went fair play. You know, I think it was one of those games. It, it wasn't, um, you know, it's not a game. It didn't no. feel like a game between a Premier League side and a championship side. It no, was it a game which was, you know, tough. I'm sorry, Craig, I'm going to have to sort of cut in because I do need no. to go in a second. Um, but thank you. Um we have a guy that goes to the matches, Alan. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see him there. I think he was in the in the right side. I was in the left side. Uh, he actually gave um, gave the team, um, if it works, I can bring up a nine uh, for the performance. And it was difficult to pick the man of the match, and um, but he has done so. And I think um, he's he's gone for Hamza Chowdhury. And again, I can understand that. 
but it was one of those games where I think you could pick five or six that, that would have qualified for them. But look, we're into the next round. At the moment, Chelsea are leading Leeds 2-1, so it could well be Chelsea that we play. But then again, Leeds fans being in the quarterfinal of the FA Cup's not for everybody. Uh, Liverpool have just scored. Uh, they've gone 1-0 up against Southampton. Uh, Wolves are 1-0 up at Brighton at half-time. And at half-time between Forest and Manchester United, guess what? It's 0-0. Guys, thank you very much. Craig, brilliant. Thank you for taking it on the chin and coming That's on. That's all right, mate. That's Sorry, all right. Sorry, I haven't just got to shorten you down. Um, but no, honest, give everybody a shout as to where they can find you. Yeah, of course. So you can find us on UTC IAD AFCB. That's on Twitter. On easy to remember on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Search for UTC IAD. Um, you know, we've got loads of previews, shows, interviews. Harry's been on. Um, Chicken Head's been on. So yeah, there's loads of stuff. Come and check us out. I must admit, I if you if you do search UTC IAD, it does bring it up because that's what that's how I trace you. Um, yep. and it's and it's of course it is the cherries, it's not the clarets, but you got the clarets on Saturday. We um, have, yes, I can't see you losing it. Good luck, mate. Thanks very Cheers, much. Mate. As I say, but they take it on the chin. Um, oh. and I think you're off to the you're off to the gym. But I don't know if you are after that red wine I saw you drinking, but all the yeah. best, mate. Hopefully, <laughs> see you next season. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Chris. No worries. Good luck. All the best, mate. Take Cheers. care. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, very quickly, Kate, we have got QPR at the weekend. Yes. I mean, they've returned to form a little bit, haven't they? They've won the last two. Yes. They're fighting for their lives. They're out of the relegation zone for the first time in a while. So it will be an interesting game, I think. But hopefully last night was a great way to blow away some cobwebs, wasn't it? And blow away some doubt and any negative mentality, I think. Because what a win and what an important win yeah considering the previous couple of games so it is and it was against a rival as well in Rotherham yeah. relegation rival uh Brian Bratz has just gone up the reds uh, obviously a uh, um a, a a Bournemouth fan because he, he doesn't want Southampton to win uh, but a rivalry <laughs> there uh, are you going to the match at the weekend Kate I'm not going to the match no I've got a 40th birthday party oh, so honestly you can't you see this was it she always used to go to every match then she was on the BBC and uh, now this is course, the last one of us to turn 40, so hopefully, after then, it'll be all right. <laughs> Let me ask you um, you were on the BBC, and, and well done for that. And Leeds have just equalized, it's 2 2 now. This is getting Ooh. interesting, Tasty. I know. Where can people tune in to listen to your um, your your uh, I tell you what, I'm going to do actually. Why are you just saying how it can be found? I'm going to see if I can just get the link that you sent me. But do tell people. Well, it can um, be found on two places, either on the BBC Sounds Listen Again um, on BBC Leicester at, um, it was on at 6pm on Monday, this Monday just gone. Or you can go to the When You're Smiling podcast on your podcast provider or on Spotify or something like that um, and download the episode for the Leeds post-match and Bournemouth preview show. And I'm on with Owen Palmer-Atkin and Matty Piper, which was a delight. And I'm sure there was no flirting going on at all, <laughs> just in case you're watching, Dave. <laughs> Don't worry, Dave, you're okay. It's going to be all right. Um, I've just, yeah, put the link in there uh, so that will stay up there so you can go on and listen to Kate. Um, who, you know, wish you all the best, Kate. These, these, <laughs> these moments are what we, no, these moments are what we love doing. 
you know. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great yeah. fun. I loved it. And and to be honest with you, they couldn't have had anybody better on. So well done. And um, I've got to say hello to Mr. and Mrs. Blakemore. Uh, and realizing that I, I think I got their name wrong the other night. I think I was going to Mr. Mrs. Blake, wasn't I? <laughs> the Blake is fine. The Blake is fine. But the yeah, Blake is, yeah. Blake hey, Olive, Olive. Oh, please don't tell me your mum's called Olive. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, but no, Mr. and Mrs. Well, let's just say Kate's mum and dad. Kate's mum and Hello. dad. Hello. That was a bit clean as that. You see what, how clean it is when there's no Dave on. Hey. <laughs> I enjoyed the 40th at the weekend. All the best. Thanks very much. And thanks for coming on tonight at short notice. Appreciate it. All the best. No worries. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks to Kate there for coming on. So do check our link out. I'll put it in the chat. Um, as Ronald says, quite rightly, let's get on a roll again until the end of the season. Come on, Leicester. Thank you so very, very much indeed. Uh, if you've been listening on any uh, podcast platform. Thank you for lending me your ears. If you've been watching and you've been in the chat, thank you so very much to both channels, ourselves, and up the turrets in all departments. Um, apparently, Wayne Rooney's just said, I want to manage in the Premier League. <laughs> yes, and I want to say, I want to go out with Jennifer Aniston. Both of us are going to be disappointed, Wayne. Um, but look, we will be back tomorrow, 7 o'clock. We'll be doing a preview with QPR. They are generation. They did the preview with us earlier. Seven o'clock tomorrow on this channel. Thanks to Craig. Thanks to everybody. And hi to everybody on Up the Clarets. Uh, up the Clarets. Why do I keep saying that? Up the Cherries in all department. And I will see you tomorrow at seven o'clock. Take care of yourselves. Have a good day. Please subscribe and please like the video if you haven't already. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.